Okay, so Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Um, let's go ahead and read that. Anyone want to read it out loud? Sure. Thank you. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, or long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Very good. What's some things that stand out to you right away? What? what stands out to you right away? Let's kind of follow those questions. Okay. Okay. What? What does that mean? Anyone? Yeah, anyone got a thought on what that means? Right? Right? Yeah. And in God, I don't think there's anything that God would have us do that laws would say that, well, other than our governments that are trying to, trying to take away God. But, yeah. You know, like prayer and stuff like that. Again, we would follow God and not necessarily. Like, um, yeah. I believe. Yeah. I should say, I believe. Yeah. I would still follow what God says as the primary. Yeah. Um, but. These are specifically, I think the government would go, yes, because that's going to cause sure. no confusion. I mean, the laws try to keep us yeah. in line. Div- yeah, division. Yeah. Nothing is going to cause confusion or discord or anything. It's just the opposite. So. What if we were to look back a little bit? Let's look, I think, back up to like verse 19. It says, the acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. So now if we are looking at the laws as being God's laws, right? You had like 613 or 633, I can't remember the number right now, I think 13, um, in the Old Testament. And all of those laws were put in place to protect people, right? And so those laws are going to speak out against idolatry, witchcraft, some of those things, right? There aren't any of these laws, I think is what he's saying. There's no law that says, I don't want you loving anybody. I don't want you being kind, right? Those laws, this law, God's law, is put in place right here in the New Testament to say, the Holy Spirit's going to work through you to bring these things that can only come from God. So it's not what you could cut out because that those things he's saying don't come from us anyway, right? These are things that come from God. I don't want you to cut those things out. There's no law against how much you can love Korah, yes? And, and so when you saying it, the first thing that caught me was they're the fruits of the spirit. Yeah, the fruits not of a, the spirit. It doesn't say not the fruit of me. When, you know. Right. Yeah. Do you know what happens every time I try to make it the fruit of Kim? tell me is it just me seriously i know i say it a lot in bible study is it just me but i whenever i think it pull it together don't get mad don't get mad there comes a point where i i finally blow right because i'm trying to make it come from me right when it when go ahead oh oh i'll get it thank you um so Whenever it comes from me, whenever I'm trying to eke out something, 
then you know the bible talks about the difference between good fruit and bad fruit there is a bad fruit there is a fruit but that bad fruit comes from something that doesn't come from god right so it's not going to last have you ever had like an ornamental apple or an ornamental orange or you know and those things are not good right they're bitter right there's oh, okay. yeah that's so what i'm trying to say the plastic thing like though, but yeah. like a yeah not plastic even but like we had these ornamental fruits at the school that i went to growing up and i man they looked gorgeous but you go to bite into them and they were just nasty mm-hmm. they're starchy and sour and go ahead well the the verse from today a new version mm. um is uh it is which one it is. It is missing. Anyway, it's missing. it missed the, it missed the, uh, <laughs> the, the address. Uh, Remain in me and I in you, just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself yeah. unless it remains on the vine, mm-hmm. neither can you unless you remain in me. John 15? Yep. I, and, John 15, uh, 4. That was today? Yeah. I haven't done it yet. So, okay. Mm-hmm. That's awesome I because... Can. I know, right? That's God. See, exactly. Write it down. God then said in the YouVersion Bible study, right? Because that's the way he works. He's brought it all together. Um, That would be another tangent. I'm going to stay right here. Okay, but yes, we have to abide in God. We have to, what does it mean to abide in God? Stay connected. Stay connected. How do we stay connected? Read his word. His word, communication with him. Yeah. How many times have you said, my day goes much better when I started out with God? (laughs) Right? Right. Why? Because that fruit is coming out of what God has put in. Right? Rather than me waking up in the morning and trying to send my life in a certain direction. Even the little things as far as getting out of your pajamas. Yeah. (laughs) Serious. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Motivating to do something. Right? And, And that's a long list there, right? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Man, I think how many times if I had started in the morning, would my habits be more consistent, right? If I started off giving that to God instead of, well, oops, well, oops. (laughs) Oops, 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 right? Um, Okay, so looking at that too, you know, J. Vernon McGee is one that Susie and I talk about quite often, an old preacher. Um, he said, you know, right there, that fruit of the Spirit is love, okay? There's no R there, and it's not a mistake. That first one, love, is what the other eight come from. Because what does Scripture say if you have no love? It is like a what? That noisy thing. It's a clanging symbol. It's a gong, right? It's like you're just walking around making noise, but you're not making any difference in anything, right? It's just, and it's annoying, right? Have you ever um, tried to fake have patience? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Do you think anyone is believing your face? (laughs) Right? Um, so when it comes from a place of love, it also comes naturally, right? Because fruit produces naturally. You don't see the apple trees right now squawking and squirming like they're giving birth to a fruit. It's just a natural thing, right? 
Another thing I was reading that Jay Vernon McGee said was, um, you don't see the apple tree either take a break, you don't see a branch jump off and go on vacation and then come back. It stays abiding in the tree. You don't hear it, again, squawking up and down and throwing a fit and whatever. It just happens naturally. It's something because it's all um, abiding in that tree and it's staying there that naturally it's getting fed the way it needs to be. It's getting the light, the nurturing that needs to be. And if we are abiding in Christ, we are going to have that fruit come out naturally. It's not something that we're going to have to try to force out. It's also something that we weren't intended to walk away from and come back, right? Um, Although it is in our nature, uh, it's in my nature anyway, that if I'm frustrated with something, I want to just jump out of the tree for a minute. You know what I'm saying? I just want to go gripe it out with my sister. You know, (laughs) we want to jump out of the tree and maybe not leave that with Jesus in that moment. Yeah. And we got to get back up in that tree. Right. Um, and, and the thing about the tree is that I don't know about you, but it gets harder to crawl back up in that tree. the, The older that you get, Right? Okay, not only physically is it going to be hard, but spiritually, we know what we're doing at this point. The more you grow in the Lord, the more you know you are willfully getting up out of that tree. You know that you're grieving the Holy Spirit. You know that what you're doing is wrong. And it gets a little harder to come back and say, Lord, you know. Anyway, what, what do you think about that? What are your thoughts in that? Well, I like how you, it's, it's like all coming together, like how Jill, the connecting, mm-hmm. and how you were saying, I can be going along and I'm thinking I'm just doing it all great and everything, but you're not really connected. And then one thing that I thought we left out was prayer. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say just pray in the morning, do your devotional yeah. and everything's going to be great. It says without ceasing. So mm-hmm. as long as we're praying, we're connected. But when, yeah. when we're not praying and staying close to them, we're just... Amen. We're not connected. Very good. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, how can you apply this verse in your life? Anyone got a... I live by every one of the fruits. <laughs> by every one of the fruits. <laughs> yeah. Get rid of the old... The, what is it saying here? The old humanity was all the lying and murdering and all the lust and steal that, that Jesus died on the cross for you, right? So then he's going to forgive you, and when you trust in Jesus, then he's going to, if you believe in what, if you believe in Jesus and go and do as Jesus wants you to be, then then your fruits are going to be happy and joyful and caring and, and things like that instead of all that other bad yeah, stuff. Yeah, right? Yeah, you're not going to get... I, I don't think that there's any evidence in anyone's life here, unless you tell me differently, where you're abiding in Christ and, and you're just producing nothing but bad fruit. And it doesn't happen. It just generally just doesn't work that way. Right. It doesn't just <laughs> yeah. come. You've got to work at it. You've you got to work at it. <laughs> because there's all this stuff all over the world. Yep. So Warren Wearsby, um, he was talking about 
um, about the fruits of the spirit or fruit of the spirit. I want to say fruits all the time and we need to get in the habit of saying fruit um, is that, you know, there's some that some of us wrestle with more than others. Anyone want to throw one out? Want to be vulnerable? Self-control. Self-control. Patience. Patience. Yeah. Well, those are probably a couple of the biggies. Kindness. Kindness. Yeah. Yeah. So there's some that we we wrestle with more than others. I would say that some of them, um, we even have some bad habits in that area. Right? Can you tell me again why why it's not fruits? Um, because he's saying it's, it's fruit of the Holy Spirit. It's, it's not that those things are not individual things that you can pick and choose from. Oh, it's all one if you're abiding thing. in Christ and, and love is what's coming out of you, it is going to show up in those other things. Okay. Yeah. Those other things are driven by love. So it's fruit is love. Gotcha. And that's the other eight come after that. So he said, Christ died for me. To remove the penalty of my sin. We know that, right? But he said, but I died with Christ to break sin's power. And he said, if we focus on that, that we have Christ's power to break some of these habits that are listed in those verses above in 19 through 21, that if we are focusing on that and that God says we have the power to break that habit and we focus on that, um, that's where we need to have a starting point from. Um, God's got to be in the midst of that. And Jesus is going to reshape your minds and your hearts. Yes. Yeah. Renew your mind. Yep. Um, Paul tells us that the flesh has already been crucified, and it is our responsibility to believe this and act on it. That was Warren Wiersbe. Um, and he's pulling that from, like, Romans 6, that talks about, you know, do you keep on sinning that grace may abound more? No. We don't keep, what? I know, right? Right? We, we want to break those habits because, you know, he is not referring to, Paul is not talking about, Paul's the author here in this book, and he is not talking about these things up in 19 through 21 as like once in a while things, right? He's, so, so don't read those verses and say, you know what? Well, um, I'm trying to think of one here. Jealousy. Let's say jealousy. We, we have bouts of jealousy. He's not talking about, I had a moment where I was very jealous that, you know, Linda's got a horse and I don't, right? Like, he's talking about a habitual, continual sin without repentance, right? So don't get into that list and go, man, I'm just an absolute failure. That's not what it is. But if you're in that list and God is saying, this is an area I want to break, well, then absolutely he's saying, you have the power in me to, that, that I can break that through you, through the Holy Spirit, right? Honey, hold on. Go play, okay? <laughs> um, Romans 13, 14 was another verse that was brought up. And um, it's, it's uh, saying... Don't make any provision for the flesh. So if you're struggling with a habit that's hard to break, he says, no, make no provision for the flesh. Don't feed it um, what it is enjoying. Okay? That, that's a hard truth. Because I think about, you know what? If cheesecake is my habit, <coughs> i got to stop buying the cheesecake. Right? 
you know, don't keep feeding the flesh. If alcohol is your issue, don't go hang out at the bar, right? If reading soft porn romance novels, (laughs) right? (laughs) Stop picking up the Harlequin romances, you know? (laughs) Whatever it is, um, we got to... We got to take a look at it and not doing it from our own flesh is what Paul's saying, but from coming from where God is and allowing him to work through that. Um, One of the things that I was talking to our um, Bible study group just to kind of change courses a little bit here and go back to 22 through 23 is um, not our Bible study group, I'm sorry, but the conference team the other day, we had a meeting, and I said, you know, someone said, how was it with your mom being up? And I said, it was great. I said, but we did have a moment where um, my mom is, you know, 72 years old, 73, 72, 70, I don't know, whatever. Seven, anyway, um, she, how old is she? she oh, yeah, I think she's 73. And um, anyway, she is a goer. My mom has three properties, um, a ranch, a place in Cornville, and her, and her place in Peoria. And she literally runs all week long um, between the three properties. She does all the mowing, the weeding, the gardening. She does all the cleaning. She's, I mean, the woman wow. kicks butt and does it herself. She doesn't hire people. And um, so she is constantly active. Well, if you've been on my front porch lately, <laughs> which I knew would be an issue. It's gorgeous. It, yeah, it's just gorgeous, right? Um, so <laughs> I, I said, you got cobwebs for blankets, you know, whatnot. And uh, it had just been collecting everything. And, you know, Rich has been gone for like a month, and I've been by myself and doing all the conference stuff. And so, like, garbage has gotten piled up there, and, you know, the dirt's going on and everything. And I knew being, you know, sick or whatever, and like, Mom, you're coming up. You're going to be so disappointed, you know. She goes, Kimmy, I don't care. Just I need a place to lay my head. That's all I need. But she comes up, and after the conference, she says, well, I'm wondering if we could just go, like, clean the porch or something. I knew it was coming. (laughs) (laughs) And I got so mad, and I'm like, no, not cleaning the porch. And she goes, well, no, just let me clean the porch. You sit there. And I'm like, no. And, and so it was this huge yeah. thing where it started out, we're trying to be, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, mom, you don't understand. Well, in my mind, I don't know about you, but anyone that ever wants to help me with something, you wind up sitting there the whole time. Well, it needs to go here. Well, okay, fine, I'll just go put it away. You know, it, you wind up like... I think it's, yeah, right? Like, I think somebody wrote some sort of story about that. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so I'm thinking, I'm going to wind up be doing all the work, and mentally it's going to kill me. I literally just got done with the conference 20 minutes ago, you know? (laughs) And now i got to clean the boards, Mom. I want to sit here and watch a movie with you. No. And so I, like, got so frustrated, and I started crying, and I was like, Mom. Just let it go. I don't want to clean the porch. I'm tired. I'm done. Just sit here and watch a movie with me. Then she's crying. And she says, Kimmy, you don't understand. 
You bless me in ways I could never bless you. Let me bless you in my way. And I finally heard her because Carla has said that to me too. Um, because I won't let her help me carry something or do something or, you know, show up and just, just let me do it. This is what I can do. And um, I finally let mom clean the porch and she was great about it. And I am really blessed that she cleaned it. And, um, but I learned something in that having just recently done the five love languages conference. And how many of you have done that? Yeah. Well, not not as many as I thought. Are you familiar with it? It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, the five love love languages basically um, teaches you to recognize uh, what love language your spouse or your kids or anybody has and that you are loving them in the way they feel most loved. Okay. So whether that be service or giving or, you know, there's a five of them. Okay. But I said, you know what I realized in that is... I was trying to convince my mom, I just want you to sit here with me. That's the way I want you to speak love to me right now. I want you to sit here with me and watch a movie. But my mom was saying, but I best show you love in the language I'm best in, right? And I heard something in that moment between her and what Carla had said before that it's kind of almost selfish, well, you, I want you to love me the way I want to be loved. Rather than letting someone love you in the way that they are loving and recognizing that and feeling that. And I thought, man, that's part of what this love is right here. Because I want to de- demand my kind of love. And when I demanded my kind of love, it didn't show joy and patience and kindness and gentleness and goodness and self-control. Tears. I was crying and irritated. <laughs> Right? But mom was not trying to do that. She was trying to show love Mm -hmm. and joy and patience. And she wanted to impart something to me that I wasn't able to give myself in that moment. So something to think about, right? Um, Because there's a a good and fine place with the five love languages. There is. But also when it comes to receiving, let's receive it in the way they want to give it. Let's worry about us giving in the way we need to give. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, tell me, what are some other things that you're thinking of as we're talking? I better go clean my porch. I have cobwebs. Good Lord, I do. Yep. Um, see, now, Jill already brought up my notes on John 15. No, God did. God did. You're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, what other notes do I have here? Four. Matthew seven, fifteen through twenty, it talks about you will recognize them by their fruits. Um, again, whether it be the good versus the bad, the ornamental fruits that we talked about. Um, and I was reading a quote, I think it was in Warren Weir's, no, J. Vernon McGee was talking about somebody that was even older than him, um, an old preacher that had said, um, oh, wow, I just, she showed me that and that one left my head. Um, you will recognize them by their fruits. And he was saying, uh, oh, gosh, come on. We'll recognize them by their fruits. We'll come back to it. I'm sorry. I apologize. Um, what was the... 
Matthew 7, 15 through 20. Oh, he was saying, I don't judge you, but I am to look at you and judge your fruit. Right? That's what he was saying. So I'm looking at the fruit coming out of you as to whether or not that's a good fruit or a bad fruit. Right? Um, Not judging whether or not someone's going to hell so much as looking at them and saying, I'm not really seeing where the Holy Spirit is working through your life. Right? But, you know, earlier, as Miss Emma's running around here distracting me, (laughs) um, I was thinking as grandparents um, how the fruit of the Spirit comes out. And I was thinking, you know, there's a lot of grace that you learn as a grandparent that you didn't have for your children, right? And, um, and I was thinking, oh, yeah, right? And I was actually thinking when it comes to my own boys, we moved up here when um, I think Cole was about four years old. Cody was five, four, three, and then Carrie was eight months old. And so when we moved up here, their grandparents weren't around anymore. And I remember when I was growing up, some of the things that I learned were predominantly from my grandparents, you know? Don't rock back in your chair, right? <laughs> Okay, Cole still rocks back in his chair because he didn't have a grandparent saying stop. Placing <laughs> blame where blame Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and then it goes right on down to his, you know, his daughter falling three times in a row at Red Devil because she kept putting her chair back. And I think, well, now that's my job. Stop rocking your chair. <laughs> I have to stop that generational sin. Anyway, um, but that, you know, there is a season, Scripture tells us, that there is a, a season for our fruit. Fruit trees don't produce the same all year long, right? There is a time when it's some things are needed more than others. And that comes from having abided in God and him presenting that opportunity for certain things. Um, and I think that in those seasons of life, but when we do come around to things like being grandparents or whatever it may be, that we see some of that fruit come out in different ways, right? Um, sometimes... You know, arguing with a toddler <clears throat> when I look at the fruits. <laughs> As um, I'm talking with Emma this morning, and she was arguing with me about something. And um, I found that I just resorted, instead of arguing with her, to just going, <laughs> just like she does to me. <laughs> because... One thing that we learn from them through that patience is that not everything matters that much, right? Like Susie says, pick your battles. Pick your battles. And when I look at this list of things, I think that that is something as we season and as we age, we look at some of these things and we say, you know what? I'd rather live in peace. That's not a battle I want to deal with. I would rather have joy than battle over that. You know, I'd rather deal with um, patience. I'd rather have kindness, you know, rather than have my way because somebody cut in line at the grocery store or whatever it may be. Let it go. Right. These are things that we can learn. And that, I believe, just comes not from us trying to eke it out, but from God having worked
in us through these seasons till we come to places where we can let things go. Hey, go in the picture. Here, go in the back. Okay, thank you. All right. <clears throat> All right, looking at those questions again in the back. How can you live in light of this truth? What would your answer be there? Is there anything today that we've talked about that has kind of jogged your thoughts as to something God might be bringing up, as to something to let go or something that you need to be doing differently? Well, again, I just, I think I've said it, and I don't know if maybe everybody's heard it here, but at the conference, when we're going through things, you know, long-suffering, just, you know, if you have to cry about it, whatever's going on with it, you know, do that, and then just jump back, because you won't have the other, if you're whining and crying, Mm -hmm. and not so much whining, but it's hard, you know, and so let, give it, let him have it, surrender it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good. I would say that the you know trial that I'm going through right now, I have, I mean, I've experienced peace here and there, but I have never, ever experienced peace like I have, mm. and for as long that's awesome as I have mm. through this this situation, this circumstance. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Gosh, to hear your words when you when you pray on the prayer chain, mm-hmm. I can just see you just you know you just you're just with God. Mm. God's got this for you. Mm-hmm. You're there. You're there. I, truly I wonder. I truly there. He I'm, was just, I'm just happy for you. He mm-hmm. is was mm-hmm. with me. With you. Well, there's, I don't ever remember being afraid or scared or even worried about it. I, I can't even say, I mean, I have teared up at times, but if I look back and see when I have teared up, it's been at the faithfulness of God. I'll tell you, a it's prayer does saying, saying does. you know, sharing with others what God is doing mm-hmm. through this is, seems like more when I tear up. I have had a couple of pity parties. Um, Jim yeah, has experienced them. Sure. That's normal. But, but mm-hmm. I have always, before the end of it, have invited Jesus, and it turns mm. completely around. Mm-hmm. So Jesus is coming to my pity parties. He'll come to yours. Good. Yes. <laughs> you That's just exactly have to invite him. You know, I sit here yeah. and listen and think, why am I almost 90? Mm. Why am I almost 90 when some of these beautiful, wonderful people are leaving us at 35 and 45? Mm. Why am I here? And then I look around, and I know why. Because mm-hmm. you're just My a loving person. Super, super. You just, you just spread super, love. Super. You know, mm-hmm. I just... God's not done with you yet. He still mm-hmm. has a plan right. and a purpose That's for you. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Just, uh, yeah. I think that when I um, have observed you, Jill, through this, as we all have, 
we see someone that has very intentionally dug into the word, stayed in Bible study, and shares what's going on in her life asking for prayer, and shares that she has pity parties, because we're supposed to. I think you're getting blessed, and we're getting blessed in doing biblically what God has asked, right? There's a blessing in that sharing and that um, being able to lift each other up and to watch you walk through the word and walk through this at the same time. So, great. You're just faithful and you're believing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just strengthened me farther than I thought I ever could be. It awesome. Is. It is a blessing. So, in, in what we were sharing about Susie, you know, yeah. shingles is a blessing. Mm. I look at this as this has been a blessing. Yeah. And is a blessing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyone else have a thought? Do you think that in this there is a command in instruction? He's given bear fruit. He's given us the, the Holy Spirit for a purpose, and his purpose is to guide and direct us um, through this verse and obviously so many others. But, yeah. How are people going to know what kind of tree we are? Yeah, Amen. exactly. Amen. He says, apart from me, you cannot bear fruit. And he also says, if there is no fruit, that tree is dead. It will be cut down, thrown into the fire. Did you say you're an apple tree? Yeah. Yep. Raisins are coming out on you. <laughs> Something's, not right. Something's not right. I've known people like that. Yeah, we've known people like that. You can look at them and say, your, your fruit isn't what you're saying. It's not, you know, we don't want to be that kind of people. Um, but God says, we will recognize it. We will see it. In fact, um, I apologize. I'm not exactly sure which verse it is right off. But right above that fruit, he talks about the wolves, the wolves mm-hmm. that will come alongside you, and they'll claim to know the Lord, but they're not bearing good fruit. They're bearing bad fruit. Um, and so there are people that will try to fake it. And, you know, what does Scripture tell us? Be um, wise as a serpent, innocent as a dove. Right? Well, and then the verse mm-hmm. after the... 2024 mm-hmm. is that we have crucified the flesh. Yeah. So we have crucified the flesh. That's what he's saying. You know, the flesh no longer has power. We think <coughs> we kind of live in that <coughs> area, don't we? We think that we can't ever overcome something, or, you know, the, that's the lie that we allowed to be spoken to us. And God's saying, no. Um, yeah, you can't, but I can, right? Uh, any other thoughts? I said if we feel the Spirit, we need to keep in step with it. We need to just keep, mm-hmm. we need to keep, we, like you said, if we start in the morning and... and 
be with Jesus, then the day's going to go better. Yeah. You I know. know. Just keep, keep, keep a rhythm. I think that we get caught up in, you know, we've talked about in the past, um, we think that Bible study needs to look a certain way if you're that type of person. I feel like it, it has to look like I've gotten out of bed and I've gotten my cup of coffee and I've got my scripture in front of me and I've read 15 chapters and written five pages of notes and you know what I'm saying? Like there are certain people, certain personalities especially, that feel like they didn't, they didn't accomplish it unless that was done, right? Now then there's some who are free and know that they can just hit the floor and say, good morning, Jesus. And that's the way they start their day. I, and I think that however God has brought you um, through that, the point is he just wants your attention. He just wants to be a part of your day all day long. Do we need to get into the word? Yes, we need to know what the word says, right? Our marching instructions are going to come through him, through his word. But the most important thing is, is not to be legalistic in it, Okay. We just need to love God, make him the source of your life. Right? Remember when we did the Bible study to learning to pray? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was, that was fun. Yeah. I was excited. Yeah. And I was doing it. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. we stopped. Oh. <laughs> Wait, just because the Bible know, study stopped, I, you just know, get back up and go again, girlfriend. I'm not to do it myself. Well, it is because Jesus is with you. Encourage other people. My coffee maker saying it holds its hand out to me. Yeah, there you go. That's okay. So that's see, that's being legalistic. It's got to look a certain way, right? But you know what the concept of that book said, and that was prayer, right? Mm -hmm. So you just take the prayer to your front porch, take it to your couch. Take it to the bathroom when you go to the bathroom. Whatever it may be. You know I what I'm saying? I think that was right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Barney, we're going to sit and pray now. <laughs> the point is, it doesn't. Yeah. don't let that keep you from growing closer. But I, I, yeah. I, I do it. My, I, I'm doing it. Yeah. It's just not. That's the way you, you want to do yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'll get there. Yeah. If, you, if that's um, something you really want. I'm work praying, on that I'm habit. About it. <laughs> yeah, work. Yeah, pray about wanting to have that yeah, habit. Yeah, I don't think yeah. there's anything wrong with that. Oh yeah, like two. And uh, okay, that's it. So, if that's it, then we will go ahead and do prayer requests.